Welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director with Meetings Today. Thank you for joining us. We're here with Roger Dow today, the President and CEO of U.S. Travel Association. Thanks for joining us, Roger. Uh, great to be with you, Tyler. Thank you very much. And, um, you know, I know you're on the President's uh, Industry Recovery Task Force. You actually met with uh, the president and key administration officials on March 17th, and the numbers that were presented uh, at that point were, uh, you know, I have to say were very depressing about the job losses in the travel industry, and it really seems like the outlook has, has not gotten better since. Tyler, I would have uh, liked to have the numbers that we presented on March the 17th to the president uh, because they've gotten far worse. When we met with him on uh, March the 17th, we were talking about 4 million lodging and travel unemployed. It's now 8 million. That's that's amazing. And I, I know one sort of uh, alarming statistic that uh, U.S. Travel uh, Association put out, and which everyone can kind of immediately relate to, is that you expect the impact of this to be nine times worse than a 9-11's impact. Uh, there's no question about it. 9-11 was a terrible thing uh, for the economy and the travel economy. In fact, the travel economy came to its knees in one hour, but we were able to recover and it was localized as one instance. This is a rolling uncertainty, different in different areas of the country and the world. And uh, the, that big word, uncertainty, is the challenge we're dealing with right now. Yeah, and I, I, you know, some of the other numbers that uh, U.S. Travel Association put out was more than a half a trillion lost in travel spending by the year end, which is 45% below 2019. Um, and is there any other, you know, I hate to be very depressing with, with everyone listening to this right now, but what are some of the other key statistics and figures that you're seeing out there? Well, the, uh, the, the key, uh, again, goes back to unemployment because the travel industry is, is so labor intensive, but when you take a factory of the same size as a hotel, that factory might need 30 people to run it, and that hotel needs about 400 people to run it, all the bellmen, the waiters, the waitresses, et cetera. So we're so much more labor intensive. So when you, with the travel industry makes up 3% of the nation's GDP, yet of the unemployed right now, uh, 8 million of the 22 million unemployed as of today, uh, that's 36% of them. So when you think of it, 3% of the GDP, but yet over two thirds of the unemployed come from one specific sector. Yeah, that is uh, that is amazing. And I know it really kind of percolates through uh, the, the rest of the industry too. I mean, if, if hotels have a low occupancy rate or just a dismal occupancy rate in this case, they're not uh, making revenue. And then that revenue in many cases, according to a DMO funding model is not going to the DMO. Um, and so it, it, there's repercussions beyond just uh, what people might think um, as sort of uh, the, the frontline workers. Right. And you pointed out something that's uh, important to understand is the DMOs, uh, for everyone in the audience, are destination marketing organizations. So they're the Convention and Visitors Bureau, which are there's probably 700 of them in the, in the United States. Uh, and Convention and Visitors Bureau's whole job is to get more people traveling to a, a, a city or a, a state 
uh, for leisure, for business travel, and to book big conventions. Uh, those folks are totally out of business uh, because the Convention and Visitors Bureaus, the majority of them, I would say 99% are funded by a portion of the hotel tax and a portion of the rental car tax, uh, and that's what funds them. So those two revenue sources have gone uh, from what could be California, 125 million a year, Las Vegas, 270 million a year, many other markets, 20 to 30 million a year, has gone to zero. So mm. the, uh, the DMOs or Convention and Visitors Bureaus have been forced to uh, lay off uh, a high majority of their staff. And then there's one other bad factor is in the PPP, which is a payment protection program. Uh, they were covered in that, uh, and they're nonprofits. And at the very last minute, and this is where politics comes in, some politicians said, let's not make any money go to nonprofit organizations. So in the process where everybody else is at least uh, being kept somewhat whole, the, the DMOs or Convention and Visitors Bureau, their people, they're totally wiped out. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And we're working very hard to get that corrected. And, and why don't you explain a little more how uh, your, your, your efforts in working with the administration during the crisis? Yeah, we've been working with the administration uh, from the get-go. We have a very good relationship with the administration. And as we mentioned earlier, on March 17th, uh, I met with the president, vice president, and Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross. Uh, along with me were seven CEOs from the largest hotel companies and two executives from theme parks. And the purpose of our meeting was to point out, number one, which they intuitively know, and the president, of course, is in the, has a travel business himself, but how adversely impacted the travel industry was and, and will be, and to show the size and the scope, and also to get them to understand that when the travel industry stops, it's just not about you and I going on vacation mm -hmm. or a business trip or a meeting. Everything else in the economy is linked to it, whether someone goes and buys a second home, whether someone goes and decides what university their child is going to go to, whether someone opens a new business, everything is linked to travel and tourism. So when travel and tourism stops, the rest of the economy stops. And that's what we're seeing happening. And I know, you know, having covered this industry for a while and really kind of the, the genesis of the U.S. Travel Association uh, back in the Great Recession, um, you know, it really seems there's kind of always a disconnect between um, Congress really understanding what the travel industry is all about. And I, I think I, this could be uh, incorrect now or inaccurate, but I, I think it, it generates more revenue in GDP terms than the automotive industry even. It's bigger than the automotive industry. It's bigger than the uh chemical and financial services industries combined, it is, let me put it in perspective, one in 10 employees in the U.S., one in 10, 10%, get their job through travel and tourism for $2.5 trillion. And the, the misunderstanding that happens with Congress is we're often seen as the, the fun people. People, oh, they're not serious yeah. like manufacturing, healthcare, financial services. We're seen as the fun vacation people. But we're serious when it comes to business and employing people in any industry in America. Yeah, and I know even covering everything during the coronavirus crisis, uh, there are so many ancillary jobs. Uh, people, of course, that are taxi drivers, uh, 
you know, other transportation people, uh, people cleaning rooms. Uh, I've, I even did a story on people working in the live events industry um, who have just been decimated along with people in the meetings industry. Um, so, you know, I, I think getting that message out to Congress is probably always going to be a challenge. Um, you know, I guess, is that U.S. travel's kind of ongoing priority? And, and how is how is U.S. travel's priorities perhaps shifted or been uh, reconfigured or, 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 or um, emphasized today? Yeah, it's our constant priority. Uh, number one, with Congress, you've got a constant re-education process. Uh, you get a congressperson who's uh, elected every two years, uh, let's say someone from Nebraska, and they don't understand the travel industry. So we have a constant role of educating folks about the importance and the link to the economy and, uh, and showing them uh, how important this industry is. And when you go back to it, our world has changed phenomenally. If you were having me on this podcast in January and you asked me what are our priorities, I'd be saying, getting more than the 80 million visitors from around the world coming to the United States, yeah. getting more visa waiver countries, uh, getting our infrastructure fixed so people can travel on roads more quickly. Uh, I'd be talking about those things because we came off 10 years from the Great Recession of the greatest growth ever of the travel industry. Every month was better than the month before for 120 straight months. I had no idea on January 1st that we'd be facing complete decimation we're facing right now. And so our priorities are now changed from growing the industry to surviving. And um, that, that's, that's, that's a very, uh, very stark statement, but uh, I, I guess you can't really um, overplay what's going on in the industry right now. Well, the other thing, Tyler, is you, you know this very well because you cover the industry quite closely, but People think the industry is all the big organizations. They think of United and American Airlines, Marriott and Hilton, Disney and Universal, but we're really made up of small businesses, 83% mm -hmm. of the businesses in travel. And all you have to do is stand on the, the back loading dock of a hotel for one day, and you will see car after truck after truck of people with small businesses, cake makers, sign makers, uh, yeah. entertainers, all coming in because this travel industry is made up of small businesses. And these are people that have bet their lives on their businesses, and they don't have the wherewithal that a, a, these large organizations have to hang on. Many of them are going to go out of business and may not be able to recover. And it's so sad. It breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah, me too. And, um, you know, what, what can you say about uh, the, the government helping some of those people? What, what are you seeing right now? And uh, what are you advocating for and, and what do you hope to see happen in the near future as far as support for folks like that? Well, the government stepped up and uh, I have to applaud them. They stepped up very quickly. That meeting we had on March 17th at the White House, uh, 10 days later, the uh, $2 trillion package was passed. People said, wow, that's big. That ought to be enough. Just yesterday, they had to replenish it because it ran out of money by another $470 billion. So that's important. Uh, one of the things we're, we're working very hard is to make sure they can cut through bureaucracy and, and get the money to the people who need it more quickly. You're hearing stories about people having trouble getting through to unemployment or getting through to the small business and, or to their bank. Uh, beyond that, I think once we get this thing and get the people protected uh, so they can 
eat and pay their rent yeah. and so businesses can keep the light on, then I think the job of the government, we can work together with them, is to figure out how do we get this thing back sooner? How do we shrink the recovery time? Because people aren't going to travel. They're, they're afraid. They're, it's uncertain. And until they know that it's safe from health sources, government, and the industry, and all the steps we're taking, uh, that's when it'll begin. So we, I think the government has a huge job to help us recover. Because if travel recovers, the rest of the economy will quickly follow. Right. And, you know, this is sort of, a, I guess, an unfair question, but uh, get out your crystal ball. Everyone wants to know, you know, when are people going to travel again? When do you think this crisis will subside? And I know you don't have the answer to that, but do you have any thoughts? I do. Uh, I think it's, number one, it's going to come back in uh, not all at once, at one moment. Everyone's going to say, oh, glad that's behind us. Let's start traveling and meeting again. It's going to come back slowly. It's going to come back regionally. So people are going to look at parts of the country where, like like right now, you want to go to, uh, you know, South Dakota, Oklahoma, there, there is no problem there. You could go today. Uh, but the bottom line, other areas, you know, are a little more impacted. So it's going to come back regionally. The other thing that's going to happen is domestic travel is going to be the backbone. Uh, Americans are going to travel around America. Mm -hmm. For the next year, or at least six months, no American is going to say, I want to go to Italy or I want to go to Spain or Portugal. They're going to want to stay home, and they're so cooped up, the demand to travel come back. So I see it starting to come back in a little bit in June, more in July, and then starting August, September, we'll start seeing it come back. But most important is going to be the protocols that we put in place that people say, I got it. People like Tyler and Roger will get on a plane and travel. Uh, but our neighbors are going to be waiting to see how was it? And you're going to say, mm -hmm. fine, I had no problem. Then they're going to venture out. So it's going to come back slowly. I'm hoping for a stronger fall, uh, obviously, and then a, a good 2021. Because I think this thing can come back very strongly, but it's going to take a lot of factors to convince people it's safe and good to get on a plane, go to a hotel, go to a theme park, and go to a meeting. Well, great. Well, well, thank you for joining us today, Roger, and, and thank you for representing the industry so well. Well, thank you, Tyler. You make it easy. You understand our business more than most, so I sure appreciate it. Always a pleasure speaking with you. Likewise. And that was Roger Dow, President and CEO of U.S. Travel Association. Um, thanks, Roger, for joining us, and thank you out there uh, for listening to this Meetings Today podcast, wherever you are. Um, I guess maybe sheltering in place like I am here in San Francisco. Uh, make it the best day you can, and we hope to all see each other on the road soon.